Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DG asking to talk to Chet Fleeban here about all things going on legally. And then Dr. Greg Birdie from Ophthalmology Associates is going to be in studio. I'm really looking forward to that because... Uh, I sell them all the time. I believe in them, but I don't know what LASIK is. Like, I know the basics. I don't know how you take a cataract out. So we're going to be asking him a lot of questions like that. So we're only going to give Chet Pleban about two minutes. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Hello, Chet. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, Dave. How are you? That's probably two minutes more than I deserve for what I have to say. I don't know. So I don't know. are you down south or are you back for the holiday? Uh, no, no, no. We're still in Florida. Um don't travel on Thanksgiving. Thank you very that's much. A good, that's I, a really good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the last time we spoke, I was telling you that uh, in spite of my personal feelings about Donald Trump, I was intrigued by his defense uh, of the First Amendment, and you're, you're gagging me, and this is uh, free speech. It's political speech. I'm a defendant. I'm uh, running for the presidency. I'm leading the Republican side. Uh, my free speech is very important, and you don't get just to tell me to shut up, and the appellate court has heard arguments. Tell us all about it. Yeah, all of the above. Uh, and it's in response to uh, Judge Chutkin's order, a gag order in the insurrection trial. And essentially, she barred Trump uh, from targeting witnesses and, and um, naming prosecutors by name, uh, courthouse staff. And she, she found that uh, his inflammatory rhetoric uh, became a threat to the administration of justice and to the witnesses or the people that were involved in the case. And as you said, um, he quickly certainly uh, appealed that. The Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit issued a a stay order so that they could take up the issue uh, in oral argument, uh, which they just had recently. So the task for the Court of Appeals, this court or any court for that matter, when they issue a gag order is to, so they have to narrowly tailor that order to balance the interests of the First Amendment rights of of the individual defendant, in this case, political speech, which is what Trump is claiming, against the rights of all sides, all parties in the criminal case, both the prosecution as well as the defendants, to get a fair trial and preserve the integrity of the judicial process. So, I mean, and, and that's why you don't, in criminal cases, you don't see a lot of gag orders because that 
task to to narrowly tailor those orders uh, is is difficult. And the difficulty of that task really was raised by the three judges that were hearing this case on an emergency basis. Um, and they ask pretty interesting questions of, all right, well, is is Judge Chutkin's order is that not narrow enough? Do we need to expand that? And some of the questions that they were asking is, well, are you, are you going to say that during a presidential debate, because the fact is he is running for the president of the United States, we can't ignore that. Um, and so you have his critics that bring up a variety of these issues, bring up uh, the 91 counts, bring up some of the witnesses who will be testifying in that case. So is he not able to go ahead and respond to that. Or, for example, if uh, a public figure, um, Bill Barr, for example, who's a prospective witness during the course of uh, maybe a prospective witness during the trial, if he launches a criticism as to Trump, is he not able to respond to that? So, but then by the same token, they mentioned, the court mentioned, but he's not entitled to any sort of carte blanche just to make statements that intimidate or otherwise threaten witnesses or threaten the integrity of the criminal process. And there's no question that Judge Chutkin has the duty and the responsibility to go ahead and to uh, protect the trial, protect the all parties in the trial and all the witnesses in the trial. So interestingly, um, of course, after the gag order is suspended, uh, Trump goes out and, and attacks Smith, attacks his family, attacks you know potential witnesses. And so, as you mentioned, the lawyers now take the position that this is purely political campaign speech and it's purely political uh, uh, free speech, and you can't deprive him uh, of that. The court, during the course of the argument the other day, uh, quickly recognize that there's a distinction between that political speech, which which he's entitled to, but against the speech that's assigned to subvert the legal process and intimidate witnesses. And of course, the prosecutors argue that that what Trump does is that he knowingly strokes his his violent supporters to act against his adversaries and and he's done that repeatedly this this is this is you know common practice for him um and he overtly attempts certainly in the process to silence key key witnesses like like mark meadows so and and you remember now there is an individual i, I believe it, she, she's from texas who's currently charged with threatening to to kill uh judge Chutkin. And so it's it's speech like that, uh, that this court has to balance against um, to protect the witnesses, to protect the judges, to protect the prosecutors. And Chet, so I don't you know, know how much you looked into this, but the other challenge, several states are taking up challenges that I believe it's the 14th Amendment, the clause that says if you've taken a federal oath of office and you engage in an insurrection, you can no longer run for another public office. And there's no law on this, whether that applies to a president or not. But what the most recent judge found, which I found fascinating, that the judge made a holding, made a finding that President Trump incited an insurrection, but did not go so far as to say that he should be taken off the ballot. 
Correct. That, and that was the court in Colorado that made that particular finding, um, but decided that the, the Constitution, uh, I guess, I guess the thinking might have been, well, you know, my, I've concluded that he incited an insurrection, but really he hasn't been convicted of that. And therefore, I guess, technically speaking, um, he should remain on the ballot and the people should get a chance to vote. Minnesota, I think, was was the same way. So both of those efforts thus far um, have, have failed and he'll remain on the ballot. Um, and, and obviously the the trial, uh, the insurrection trial in D.C., that's scheduled for March the 4th. Uh, and I think um, while Trump with gag order appeals and those sorts of things is going to do whatever it is that he can to delay these trials and certainly to delay that trial, because that trial can occur and a conviction can occur um, by p- potentially the spring uh, of of prior to the time that that uh, the votes are cast for the presidency. And so if, he may very well be a convicted felon mm. at the time that you're voting for mm. the president of the, of the United States. I, I mean, this isn't it's one of those things, Chad, going back to law school where a professor would say, what if a future president is convicted of a felony <laughs> right. but still runs and wins? You're like, shut up. That could actually be our future. No, it, it, I mean, it's incredible what what this guy does. He presses the envelope in every way, shape, or form. Um, you know, and, and I've had clients um, during my time that have been vocal. I've had clients that, that defendants in criminal cases that have been aggressive, but never, ever have I had a client that that would, would say something like, you know, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Or, or saying that Mark Milley, for example, is guilty of treason, and in another life he would have been put to death. I mean, th- those are outrageous con- comments, and he presses the envelope. And he's doing that, I suppose, so that he can do what he can to delay the yeah. process, to delay the trials, and to get this case in front of the Supreme Court, you know, three so of which so uh, folks he's nominated. Yes, and it is nominated. It is certainly working but that that will end i think and i think he's going to be tried on march 4th and and we'll see we'll see where it lands all right buddy enjoy uh enjoy your holiday down south well thank you and same to you all right pal welcome back guys dgs and camel wax as you know i do live endorsements for ophthalmology associates and uh the doctor who i have seen personally is dr greg birdie and he joins us now by phone doc great to talk to you how are you I'm fine, Gabe. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. First of all, thank you for taking care of my daughter, Phoebe. As you know, uh, being a parent, that's a huge thing. And when she came to uh, her mom and I before she went to KU and said, I think I might need glasses, I'm like, I have the guy for you. So thanks for taking care of my little angel. Oh, it's my pleasure. She's a great kid. So I've got questions. Uh, I'm so yes, sir. I'm so fascinated by things like this. Uh, okay, so everyone has an idea what the LASIK procedure is, and I first remember hearing about it maybe twenty some odd years ago. And oh, they use a laser and they do this, and you never need to wear glasses or contacts again. As soon as you say laser and eyeball, people start to wince. So uh, I can only tell them so much about it, not having uh, this uh, information in my brain. Walk us through first of all the LASIK procedure, what it is, and how it's improved over the last few years. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. So LASIK is a procedure that is used for 
improving patients' vision so that they don't need to wear glasses or contacts for distance again. It's good for people with nearsightedness, farsightedness, and astigmatism. So in people who qualify, the procedure is such where we numb the eyes up with an eye drop. There are no shots. We use no blades. There's no cutting per se. But what is done is we use lasers to do several things. One is to construct a flap of corneal tissue so that we can pull the flap back and then where the flap is exposed, the corneal tissue, another laser is used to remove tissue where there's no burning, there's no scarring, but it reshapes the cornea so that when the cornea flap that had been previously created is pulled back over and placed in place, that the cornea has a new front shape, which kind of mimics the contact lenses that used to be put on the cornea to mm-hmm. make the nearsightedness go away. But the cornea now has that new shape, and so that allows patients to see well without glasses. There's no scarring. There are no sutures. Typically, patients see better the next day or two or three days later, depending on how they heal. But LASIK is good and should be good, we say forever, but what happens is patients age, you know, teenagers become 20-year-olds, and when you finally hit 60 and 70, you can still develop other eye problems, such as cataracts, which get handled a different way. So no, it works very well. So, uh, Dr. Birdie, for most people out there who have a prescription, most people who are wearing glasses or contacts, would you say that most people are candidates for LASIK, or is it a smaller subset of those people? Another great question. So everyone from a standpoint of prescription, or 90% of people, would fall under the category of having a prescription that could be treated with LASIK. Or a, and there's other LASIK procedures that we use. We call them laser vision correction. But because of their specific prescription, which could be too nearsighted or too much astigmatism, that would keep them out. So still you're talking about 90% of people mm. would qualify. But there are other medical diseases such as dry eye or other eyelid diseases that would maybe be a contraindication to LASIK or some systemic diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis and and things that are called an autoimmune disease. So I would tell you of all the people who walk into our office, what percent could theoretically be a LASIK candidate? I would tell you probably 65 to 70% would be a reasonable point. We're talking to my doctor, Dr. Greg Birdie from Ophthalmology Associates. So, Doc, I wanted to ask you this, just a wide open question. Uh, What are you and your fellow doctors at ophthalmology or even when you go to conferences and things like this, what are you guys excited about presently or even for the near future? Like, man, when when this happens, when that happens, uh, this is really going to change the way we take care of people's eyes. Oh, in ophthalmology, there's so many things that are cutting edge. The new newest thing, which we'll be offering quite shortly, we've just got it into our cataract and laser center, is an implant that when goes into the eye can be adjusted by ultraviolet light that can fine-tune a prescription. So when we put cataract, do cataract surgery, put an implant in patient's eyes, it, it works well 95% of the time. But there are certain individuals who have abnormal corneal curvatures or just have had, just can't be made better with a standard cataract surgery. This is where we put an implant in the eye. And then we can use a laser to lock in and change the prescription of the implant when it's in the eye. And it can take these other 5 to 6% of people who would not do well with conventional cataract surgery and do well. It's called the light adjustable lens. And that is really, really cool. 
And that lens in the next two to three years, we believe it's going to come out with a multifocal cataract implant. So patients can see good far away and have very good vision. Um, what we, we currently have, and I didn't mean to say we didn't have it, but we have a multifocal implant now. So when people have cataract surgery, we remove their cataract, we put an implant in, they can see well far away and up close. So it's like restoring vision to back when patients were in their 20s or 30s. We're really excited about that. Um, the other thing we're very excited about is there's a disease in a small percentage of the population called keratoconus. It's a disease where the cornea becomes very steep and eventually is only cured by a corneal transplant. Over the last 15 years, we've been involved with FDA research, and we now can do a procedure where we put vitamin B eye drops on the eye, we shine ultraviolet light on the eye, and do this vitamin and light therapy. It stops the cornea from steepening, makes it flatten again, and patients don't need corneal transplants. That is, it, it, that's amazing. I mean, it just takes a person who's needed to have something done to them and they can just get rid of the chance for surgery. So th those are exciting things for those of us who work on the cornea and do cataract surgery. Um, there are other new eye drops coming in new glaucoma procedures um, with retina procedures. You know, there was just an eye transplant done three weeks ago in, in Boston. You know, um, whether that will work or not, I'm not sure. But these are new, new avenues where people are going down that are so out of the box, that are so cool, right? In ophthalmology, the most common surgery done now, Dave, is not cataract surgery. It's injections into the eye for wet macular degeneration. Mm -hmm. So people who had bleeding before that needed lasers to stop the bleeding, which basically killed the retina, now get an injection. The blood vessels resorb, go away, and patients see fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, I mean that's mind-boggling as well. Yeah. So there are so many great things that are going on in all parts of the eye, front and back. It's, we're, we're very fortunate to live now and that we're an ophthalmologist. No, I'm, I'm really excited. Kidding. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, so many things in medicine, but it really does seem like, especially when it comes to your eyes. So if you guys would like to talk to Dr. Birdie or his longtime partner, Dr. Maholtra, Drs. Brusati, Royer, and uh, the newest of the team, also a cornea surgeon, Dr. Sam Barry, call 314-966-5000 or go to your eyedoc.com. Again, not just a client. Uh, really believe in these guys. Wouldn't send my daughter to them. And last but not least just got a text from my friend and your patient trish gazelle saying for real tell dr birdie i said hi i love him so there you go well thank you dave and trish thank you for that prop i appreciate it all right buddy uh, have a great thanksgiving all Take my best care. to everyone at ophthalmology i'll see you worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 338 DGS. We're kind of killing it without Wheeler. Yeah. I'm not saying because... Just saying in spite of. Same coincidence. Uh, Dave Murray Jones uh, joins us. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, I'm thinking okay. about past Thanksgivings I've had. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the and, and it, like everything else in life, the ones that stand out are the really cold ones and the really warm ones. Yes. But the really warm ones as a kid when you can go out and play football, uh, just so cool. Mm-hmm. Such great memories. Back when kids used to actually breathe outside. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Cold around Thanksgiving, but like 60, 65 on yeah. Thanksgiving is like totally ideal. I'm with you. How close to making uh, Andrew happy can we come uh, on Thanksgiving Day? You know, Thanksgiving is going to be okay. It's 55 for the high. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'll okay. take it. That's good. I'll yeah. take it. And it's dry. We see so that. that's good. How much uh, rain did we get pretty much last night? Official, officially, we had a half inch of rain. That's good. That's what we were kind of nice. thinking we would get. Yeah, nice is good. You should have notice, especially tomorrow as the sun returns. Things look a little better, a little healthier. Yeah, it's good to and know that know the sun's coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice to know the sun's coming back. I've missed, it's I've missed the sun. Me too. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was driving in this morning and just thinking, like, is this how it just is now? <laughs> and <laughs> trying to remember last year, like, is it always just cloudy in the winter? Well, take away the local forecast. Go uh, as far as you want. All right, so uh, we'll go right through the holiday weekend. Clouds this evening, uh, slow clearing, primarily after midnight. It's cold, 32 light winds. Wednesday, lots of sunshine, cold start, chilly day, 49 for the high. Wednesday night, clear at 30. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, sunshine in control. Obviously, cold start, nothing weird, but it's cold. 55 in the afternoon on Thanksgiving. Thursday night, partly cloudy, 32. Friday, partly to mostly cloudy skies on Friday at 45. Saturday, sunny and 45. We were talking about this kind of combination of systems that could come into play towards the end of the weekend. Right now, it looks like Saturday night, probably late Saturday night and Sunday, lots of clouds around. There'll be a little bit of light rain. And depending on exactly when that moisture starts, if it starts Late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, there could be some sloppy wet snowflakes mixed in because we'll go down to about 30, 31. So real marginal, 45 for the high on Sunday. So whatever falls, not going to stick, not going to be a big deal. We'll call it mood snow for Thanksgiving going into the Christmas season. I like mood snow. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Can handle that. Uh, Have you guys ever lived anywhere? Well, I guess not. I know you both pretty well. Uh, But where it's like (coughs) perma-snow, like when I was in Alaska. No. And I, I can't even fathom that. I think about that Excuse sometimes, me, like, just where it's, like, it's a weird. foot at all times. In Anchorage, they would just literally dig tunnels. <laughs> but not tunnels like there was something above you, but just, like, you know, you're walking yeah. along and there's six feet of snow to your right and your left. I saw, um, I saw, and I've seen people do this before, but I saw it on TikTok just last night, somebody building, like, a snow shelter. With like where you can have like a fire and you can cook oh, those things. Are cool. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand how that 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 insulation okay. works where it doesn't melt the snow. Back when we were all kids and you'd get a good amount of snow, 
Uh, and you're like, let's build a snow fort. Let's build a snowman. Did anyone ever finish one? No, I never finished a snowman. Oh, I was so half ass. I feel like we rarely got enough snow to like make a like the big classic. Yeah. That was always the problem, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just didn't, you couldn't get a big classic snowman, so it'd just be this little tiny. When you know. I was probably ten, uh, a bunch of like eighteen-year-olds built a legit igloo, one that you could get in and sit in, and that was really super cool. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how accurate it was, <laughs> but it was like it looked like it, and it was really cool. That is cool. Did we get Dave? I would almost swear that I saw a couple of snowflakes out the window here earlier. Is that crazy? Was that something else? Hmm, have, that's the first report I've heard. Okay, just congratulations, like a Andrew. It was just, just like trash a, falling from the sky. Just like a couple little white. It looked like snowflakes, it, and I was like, it could be. We were cold enough. How, yeah, we were certainly down around the yeah thirty five, thirty six, where you you could have seen a flake kind of wander through the rain, but um, as it. all came to Vindication. an end. Claim it. Yeah, maybe. There's maybe. maybe. There's your maybe. first tattoo. <laughs> maybe. Andrew looking up at snowflakes. <laughs> uh, headlines, Rich? Brought to you by Schnooks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnooks Rewards app. The U.S. government is taking orders for another round of free COVID-19 tests for delivery across the country. Households that ordered the four free tests through covidtest.gov when they were offered in September are eligible to order four more. So... For some reason, I thought they weren't doing that again. I think it was out of the budget. Now it's back into the budget. Okay. 63% of Americans say we need a third political party with new candidates. 63% of Americans, according to a new poll from Gallup, uh, Democrats and Republicans apparently do such a poor job that a third major party is needed. That's a seven-point jump compared to this time last year. Here's what's weird. As a non-political expert... I feel very strongly that we need a third party. But all of my political experts who I trust, uh, Hancock and Kelly, my own son Nick, uh, will ask Ian and Gene coming in for Think Tank. None of them are third party people. In fact, they pretty aggressively think that that would screw everything up, which maybe is even more reason for someone like me to be in favor of it. But uh, I'm confused when people who know more than me and who I also trust and like disagree with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we should just have a vote to get rid of one of the current political parties and replace them with a new one. <laughs> or two brand new ones. How that, about that? Well, how about That this? might be an even better idea. How about both of the existing parties just get back to being sane? Yeah. How you about go. you police yourself? Don't make us have a third party. Look, if you don't want Joe Manchin running and taking 16, 20% of the vote, get your house in order, quit being such idiots, quit being so embarrassing, quit trying to create a theocracy, quit trying to uh, create something to where uh, we're spending 10 times the amount of money that we have, quit trying to voice your beliefs left and right on everyone else, and just get back to governing and make sure that the street signs work. You know what I'm saying? Just that's a way to keep a third party out. So according to another poll from NBC News, Joe Biden has fallen Street behind. signs almost always work. I'm sorry. That, that didn't make any sense at all. Oh, I okay. got over my skis on that one. It's okay. I was over here like, the street signs, yeah. Who can read this? I can't read this. Yeah, I'm sick of those things too. Joe Bi- Biden has fallen behind Donald Trump with young voters. That's obviously crazy. a key group ahead of 2024. Among voters aged uh, 18 through 34, Biden saw 42% support. That's compared to Trump, who led with 46%. 
so this is interesting. Uh, most of that is my understanding, has come from uh, Hamas in Israel. A lot of young people are anti-Israel and pro-Palestine, and they don't like the way that Joe is handling it. However, I saw a very interesting statistic. You know, another thing that young people don't like about Joe? What? They are tired of him talking and telling old stories about the past. Because his past is like ancient past. Mm -hmm. And young people say, look, dude, when you're talking about corn pop in the 1940s, you are really, really losing me. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, I watched uh, PBS News Hour last night and they talked about this poll. And, you know, there's a reason to to be afraid if you're a Democrat that this is really going to hurt the party and hurt Joe Biden's chances in 2024. But both of the political consultants they had on to talk about it were like, uh, yeah, but then whenever it comes down to a binary choice between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, as it's looking like it might, they have confidence that a lot of these young voters are still going to pull the level, lever for Joe. It's just one poll. Now, mm-hmm. they could be totally wrong, but it is it's definitely troubling whenever you think you have young people on lock and then a poll like this comes out and it's like, eh, not so much. I mean, if, if you're talking to like a newly minted voter and Joe's talking about, you know, corn pop, we're talking, I mean, that's something from potentially like <laughs> close to 60 years before they were born. Well, like, Phoebe's like, a new voter. Yeah. Phoebe Glover will vote this year. Wow. She thinks I'm old. I mean, look at Joe Biden, his stories about the Dust Bowl and stuff, like, right? All right, Dave, thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow, right? You got it. Cool. Oh, man, Uh, they're talking about more people traveling this Thanksgiving than ever. And I'm watching right now the uh, the map on CNN, and there is a hella storm on the eastern seaboard. Hopefully that doesn't screw Wheeler at all. But, man, that's going to be bad. People driving, people flying, back up. So God love you if you are traveling. I am not. Sweet. Girls get back from Hawaii tonight. Nice. That's yeah, cool. That was great looking at all their pictures. <laughs> oh, I'm glad a, a they had fun. A coffee farm. Wow, that must be. Oh, a pineapple farm. Oh, is that the ocean? Which one? The Pacific? Mm. That hill looks quite large. A mountain, you say? Uh, well, someone's got to make the monies. Uh, 12000 That's how many dollars you guys have raised in one week for Operation Food Search simply by going to Hardee's. That joins our $25,000 donation from a very generous, anonymous DGS fan. So you guys are just absolutely killing it. Don't let that stop you, though. We need you to get out there and go to Hardee's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. They'll ask you to give a dollar for a DGS sticker. You can. I'm super happy with a dollar, or you can round up if you prefer, uh, or you can give any amount right there at the cash register if you like. It goes until December 15th when we do our live show, and then I think they kick that through the weekend usually, so about a month. We're about about a month out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 